0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Thursday, July 1st, and I'm coming to you guys from my studio here at the Embassy Suites in Oklahoma City. I have a wonderful guest on the show with me today. Emily Laddock is here, and she is a member, wait for it, of the Enid Freedom Fighters. You guys are going to love this interview. We're going to talk about American history and why we need to know it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. many of you guys have heard by now, I am running to represent Washington State's third congressional in the race for Congress for the House of Representatives. We have a very important deadline coming up for fundraising. If you guys care about what's going on in this nation, if it is bothering you that the radical left is pushing to indoctrinate our children through the school system, if you care about what's happening at our border, if you would like to see school choice at the forefront of what we're talking about on the floor of the house of representatives, I'm going to encourage you to to join me in my run for the U S house of representatives. You can support the run by going to Heidi St. John for congress.com. You can get on our prayer team. You can volunteer to help. You can absolutely sign up for our email address where we're keeping you guys apprised of what's happening with the campaign and what's happening politically with the issues surrounding Washington state. We appreciate your support and you can support us at Heidi. Congress.com. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So thanks for tuning in today. Lots of things going on in the life of Heidi St. John. I appreciate you guys tracking with me as I've been traveling all over the country. Today, I arrived back home in my little town of Battleground, Washington. I'm going to be speaking tonight uh, for the Republican women in Clark County. And I'm excited about that. Really, really glad to be home. We've had a great time at the Creation Museum had a wonderful, wonderful event in Oklahoma City, which I'll be talking about more. And we just appreciate you guys tracking with this. So we're going to be celebrating the 4th of July really big this year. You guys know that Joe Biden is toying with the idea of giving you permission to gather in groups. So I I just, I'm going to let that sit and and you guys can decide whether or not you're going to take him up on his offer. The leader of the free world telling you that you're not actually free. I really love that. It's part of the reason why I'm so glad that Emily's here today, because we actually need to know our history or we're going to be destined to repeat it. I wrote this on my Instagram the other day. Biden says by the 4th of July, we might be able to gather in small groups again, and that will make this Independence Day, quote, something truly special. Mr. Biden, Independence Day is special because in 1776, we got fed up with the government telling us how to live our lives, and that's how we got to where we are. So I hope you guys are going to have a great 4th of July. Following that, I will be speaking at Calvary Chapel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be there on the 9th through the 11th. You guys, come on out and say hello, and just, we're going to be doing Courage is Contagious. You guys are going to love it. For more information, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, without further ado, I have a guest in my hotel room today, (laughs) and she is going to be talking with me about the importance of teaching history to our children. And frankly, to ourselves. Emily Laddick is a homeschool mom sharing her passion for truth through e-learning to reach the next generation of American patriots. Emily began teaching as an adjunct college instructor of political science and history in 2004. She has her master's in education and a BA in political science. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I will make that change. Yeah, that needs to happen immediately because I feel like that might be more important than your master's in education. I could be wrong, but it seems like maybe for this time in history, this might be the most important thing. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your passion for the United States and for people knowing our history and understanding the Constitution, which we're going to get into later.
1: Well, I think history and government have always been interesting to me. I had a fantastic history teacher in eighth grade. That matters. It always matters. Uh, Mr. Fisher, it was my favorite class in middle school. High school, I had some great instructors, um, but most of my history and government teachers were coaches.
0: Not the same thing. So my favorite teacher was Mrs. Sweet, and she was awesome because guess what? She loved history, and she made it come alive, and that was interesting. That's so much better than shoving a textbook in somebody's face and saying, hey, we're going to have a test on this in two weeks, and then they can regurgitate a timeline, but it doesn't mean anything, right?
1: Absolutely. Mr. Fisher, especially um, other great history teachers. Dr. Fears was an excellent teacher at the University of Oklahoma, but history is a great story, Mm -hmm. and that's what I love so much about history, and I think in government, it seems to be lots of, I don't know, vocabulary, word searches in high school. But when you put the two of those together, once you understand history, then government becomes so much more alive and you start to understand the process behind it in the history. So I think as I've gotten older, and especially homeschooling, when all the threads come together, yes, yes, history and government and economics are all important. And having an understanding and all of those things makes government so much more easy to understand mm-hmm. and to follow.
0: Mm-hmm. And really, one thing that I learned, and I'm, I'm curious, Emily, if, if this happened to you as a homeschool mom, I learned that. If I could weave a story, a story of a patriot, you know, what's the story of Ben Franklin? What's the story of George Washington Carver? When you're reading these biographies, all of a sudden, now you've got an emotional attachment, Absolutely. right? Because you're weaving the stories of um, real, people real people who really did give up their time and their treasure and their sacred honor to to found the most amazing nation, literally, on the face of the earth. And those stories matter. And a lot of our ki- most of our kids today don't know them.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because when Melissa and I started in Freedom Fighters, we had lots of late nights and learning how to write a press release, uh, learning our system and Enid and how our government worked, and I thought, gosh, all of our founders were farmers. So I'm typing away in my comfortable chair late at night, but using my computer and the internet and all of the research that we had at our fingertips, and I thought, man, these men had farms to operate, and if they didn't do their farming, they weren't going to eat. And I thought, how in the world did these men who had 24 hours in their day without electric lighting, how did they start a country when we're just struggling to get our local government under control. It's amazing when you think about the human day and what these men had to work with.
0: So really what you're saying, in many ways, we've forgotten how this country got to be uh, the, the nation that it is. These are people that literally gave up their farms in many respects you know they had they left their wives and children to operate these family businesses and it came at great sacrifice and really what we're what we're doing is we're benefiting from the sacrifice of the men and women who worked hard and, and shed their blood in many cases so that we would be free and we're like trust fund babies Absolutely. you know like um, they, like the America of the United States which is kind of what we were talking about last night at dinner we're we're a nation of trust fund babies. We've inherited this amazing nation and most of us have done nothing to give back to it, but right. that has to change.
1: Absolutely. And I think what's been frustrating to a lot of women, they aren't interested in history and they aren't interested in government, but they look all around them and think what is happening? How can I change what's going on because I don't like it? So I think what my purpose is, is I want to give what I know, what my expertise is, and to share it with people who really want to know more because maybe they had a bad history teacher, or maybe they had the coach for civics, and it didn't prepare you to be an informed and active citizen in 2021. Mm -hmm. So, What I'm hoping to do with my courses is to give you the information that you probably heard somewhere along the line, but it didn't really make sense. So you can teach your children how to be an active and informed citizen because it's not just voting every four years. That's not what a citizen is. And I thought that. I think we all thought that right Mm -hmm. up until last year. So now we're understanding it matters who's on the school board it matters who's on the city council it matters who's in elected office so we need the information so we can make smarter choices and be the citizens that is Required of our republic.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to uh, just keep telling people your website because I want them to check you out. com is where you guys can find these courses. It's fantastic. Emily, I want you to tell me a little bit about Enid Freedom Fighters because Melissa obviously worked for me for a long, long time. And when she did this, you know, she keeps texting me. I feel like I've known you for a long time because she's like, look what the Enid Freedom Fighters did. You know, we're getting new people on the city council. You guys are helping get great candidates to run for school board, which is so, so, so important. But you guys are doing something there that I think could be emulated really and copied around the United States where it's just regular people, right? Who are saying enough is enough is enough. And you guys are making a huge dent You know, I think at Y Camera, I think Melissa spoke for an event and she texted me her speech and here, my husband and I are standing in the kitchen like 11 o'clock at night. And Melissa texts me and says, look, you had a political baby. I am just hoping that there are so many people that listen to this show. They're going to get off the bench and onto the battlefield because we don't have any, we're at the jumping off place. And if we don't engage right now, we're going to lose the Republic.
1: I absolutely agree. My entrance into Ina Freedom Fighters, we're almost at our year anniversary. So excited that we've been doing it for a year. But... I think this is an exclusive for you. We've never shared this story. Um, at least I haven't. So I went to go visit my son at college and we went to church on Sunday, just like we always do when we go visit him. And I noticed there were police before the service. And I thought, that's weird. Like the police are always at the end of the service to help direct traffic, but I had never seen them before. So all during the service, I kept thinking, that is crazy. Why are the police at the service ahead of time? So on my way out, I asked an usher, I said, was there a problem? problem you know why were the police here before and they said oh no they were here checking for mass compliance oh my
0: goodness
1: and I was something flipped inside of me and I thought that's outrageous I love the police and I support the police yeah, but I couldn't believe that they were there at the at the beginning of the service watching Americans walk into their service so I got steamed about it the whole next day driving back to Oklahoma I just kept thinking about that and I got home that night so and that I, wasn't in Oklahoma? No, this was in Mississippi. In, Missis, in Mississippi. Yes. Wow. In, um In Mississippi. So I got home that next day and I opened up my Facebook, which I just recently got on. And there's a post from Melissa saying, hey, we have a mass mandate coming to Enid. Wear red and show up. And I thought, heck yeah, Melissa, I'm there with you, girl. Because um, <laughs> I just had this terrible experience in Mississippi. And I thought, I don't want this in Enid. We're not having police check people on their way into church in Enid, Oklahoma. So I, I put all my kids in red shirts and we went to the city council meeting. Was I, it was your
0: first time ever at a city council? First time ever in a
1: city council and meeting.
0: So there's a lot of people listening to this who have been and you know, they're either thinking about now going to their school boards or thinking about going to their city council meetings. You got to tell the truth. Were you nervous when you went? Was that the first time that you'd ever done it? Were you planning on speaking? I kind of want to know what's going through. Or are you just so mad that you don't care?
1: So I wasn't intimidated. I i wasn't scared. I think the biggest, I mean, it is nerve wracking to get up in front of people you don't know and talk, but I was more mad than scared. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter. I think Over looking back over the year, maybe like the humility part for me is I should have known better because I know the history and I understand government. And I just thought somebody else was taking care of it. Whoa, whoa,
0: I want to stop you because that's the most important thing because that's, wh- that's why we're here. That's why I'm running for Congress. Because all these years when we're, you know, we're raising our children and we're teaching them to be good citizens and clean up after yourselves and make your bed and, and, and vote and you know, love the country, the people who we thought were protecting our freedoms and who we thought understood the difference between capitalism and socialism and why one is good and one is bad, those people are not protecting us and we're losing our freedom while we're just, you know, doing the thing. You know, we're we're just regular citizens and we're losing our freedoms because we thought that the people that we had elected to represent us we're doing was in the best interest of the country. And as it turns out, in many, many cases, that's not true.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And I think one of the strongest roles in our republic is a mother. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to learn it. We have to teach our children our history and our government, and we have to get them involved. I think the biggest thing that I've loved is driving around town. My youngest daughter, she's 11. She said, mom, isn't this word three? And I, it just
0: lit up my heart now when you say ward there's people going ward what's that it's a War- district it's not the same thing as a district so where i live we have districts we don't have wards i think it's the same thing yeah it's look at your- us we're learning a, <laughs> new, a whole new language it's, it's- like greek Yeah, absolutely. but it is a
1: language that you just have to learn the words and um, local government is so diverse, which is great. We have over 9000 governments in the United States. So that's a fantastic understanding our federal system is fantastic. But breaking it down at the local level is different in every city, but you just have to find out what it is. So award is our designation in our city. And I thought my 11 year old daughter is seeing this city completely differently. She has learned what government is and that there are designations in our town and that there's somebody accountable in government representing these people and she as an 11 year old girl she knows more and she's a better citizen than I was until last year yeah
0: and that's powerful
1: and that's motherhood that's a Republican motherhood that's Mm -hmm. what we all can do that's the power of of teaching your children and if you don't know it it's okay you learn at first and then you teach your
0: children So to the parents who are listening to this and they're like, boy, I'd, I'd like to understand politics, but I don't. It's confusing. When you and I were talking, you know, last night after I got over being starstruck at having dinner with an eat at after that, <laughs> we were talking a little bit about why it's so important that we understand the history of the country. If you don't understand the history, then we're not going to have, then we're going to have a hard time understanding politics. So talk to the parent right now who is just like, this is so overwhelming. I, I, I don't even know where to start. You know, I vote just because the guy has an R behind his name, but maybe it's an, maybe you put an R behind his name or maybe you're a Democrat and you thought, well, the Democrats were the party that freed the slaves and eh, wrong. That's how they portray themselves, but that's not actually right. We have to understand. So talk to the parent who says, I just don't understand politics. It's confusing. Does it really matter that I understand it? And if it does, where do I start? So
1: I understand that a lot of people aren't interested in history, but they do see how important government is. So I think you just do it one bite at a time. That's part of why I did this website, because I don't know Algebra 2, but I have to teach my daughter Algebra 2 in Mm homeschool. So we've been so blessed with Dr. Shorman and his math program, and we go through it at a snail's pace. I don't know enough math, so I have to sit through the lesson with her. Painful. Painful. But God does so many wonderful things in showing me... Um, Did you know
0: there's limits in calculus? So you can actually... I hit my limit a long time ago before they put limits in calculus.
1: (laughs) Well, that is... That is just, it was such an encouraging thing. So I didn't know about limits and calculus, but that's okay because there was this great resource that I could use. So I want to do that with great American studies. Um, And so I started with government and government and most of how I teach it is a majority history in the beginning because it's so important. Understanding Western civilization is important and to know that we have Greek roots and Jewish roots and Christian roots and, and how that matters in our understanding of what government is. Because not everyone in the world believes like Westerners do. But then looking at our own history, I think it really came alive for me. I've always loved history and government, but I never really understood until I became a Christian. And then it's like this light bulb went off and and there's this great story being told and understanding the Bible, having biblical literacy. I had never read the Bible before I became a Christian and I had no, I had very little like VBS understanding of the Bible. So the longer I'm a Christian and the more that I'm reading the Bible, the more history. History is, I'm able to understand it.
0: when it's weaving itself through. And I think this is what people need to understand. Like history is his story. It's God's story. Yes. It's an unfolding of what God is doing in the world. And we're concerned right here, primarily with what he's doing in the United States, and then how we can be a force for good in the world, right? Because our freedom that he has given to us, which we have uh, squandered, mm-hmm. uh, our freedom is what has allowed us to be a force for good all around the world you know, and so if we don't understand where we came from and we don't understand God's heart for nations, you know, right before we started recording, I said, you know, read the Bible. God's a pretty big fan of sovereign nations. He has laid out systems of government that actually work in his word. And as we've removed God from our system of government, as we have said, you know, no, no, no separation of church and state, the country has sunken farther and farther into darkness and we got to know the word.
1: And I think you hit a perfect point. We have separate we have taught Americans for generations now this secular view of yes. government and a secular view of history and i was guilty of it too that's what my education was and so my courses aren't a christian history it's not a christian government i don't believe that there's just history and there's just study of government it's academic mm-hmm. but i think it's important for you to know that i'm not secular this i haven't secularized our history and you have to understand the early founding fathers believed our rights come from god that's enlightenment thinking and not all enlightenment is fantastic but the idea that our rights come from god is fundamental because if you get that wrong and you don't understand that your rights come from god which means something totally different to christians and us to non-Christians. It changes the course of your country. It changes the course of your nation. We've had two secular governments in the 20th century in the West and it didn't go great. You look at Hitler in Germany. That was a completely secular government. France right now is a completely secular government. I don't think that that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And we're not. We are not a secular government. We have roots, but our history has been secularized and our country is no longer Christian. So I think that's something that we have to grapple with and we have to decide what are important, what are things that are non-negotiable and we have to learn those things so we don't lose our country.
0: And when you talk to people about what well, we hear, you know the second uh, the separation of church and state, right? This is something we hear all the time. It's funny that we hear it so much from the atheists because atheism is a religion. Yes. Everybody has everybody has a particular worldview, a place where they come. Everybody has uh, something that they they see in their life as ultimately this is my destination, right? This is how you see things. The atheists are religious in their own way. They are as passionate about not the existence of God as we are about his existence. So when people say separation of church and state, what do you say? So they're missing the history. They don't have,
1: that's an opinion issued by the Supreme Court. They don't know the history of that statement. It's nowhere to be found in the Constitution. Anything in the the First Amendment clearly says that the United States can't establish A A religion, a religion. Absolutely. So it's just a lack of historical knowledge. I'd love to tell you about Roger Williams. It was actually his words written in a London newspaper talking about a wall of separation to keep, how do we keep the world out of the church? Do we have that problem today? Do you see worldly influences in the church? Yeah, right. Um, So it's not a new problem to Christianity, um, but we just don't know our history. So then it goes from Roger Williams the Baptist to the Danbury Baptist Association, and they write a letter to President Jefferson trying to clarify because states were the ones who could establish religions, and Baptists could only worship at the permission of state governments. Well, President Jefferson assured them, no, you indeed have a right to worship freely because there's no requirement in Christianity that's against the law. So that's, it's a whole bigger issue than just this one tagline that shows up in a Supreme Court opinion in the 1940s. So it's frustrating, but not very many women want to stop and hear the history behind it. But it's so important. It's so important to know the bigger story, to know what the history is.
0: And really, if we don't know our history, we really are destined to repeat it. The, the, the mistakes of the past, and we're, we're watching that now. You and I here in Oklahoma City, you know, sitting in this little, uh, with our Jimmy with our rigged you know, our microphones and, and all that. And, I, and it's, it's so encouraging for me to see what we saw last night in Oklahoma City and regular citizens People who are patriots are saying, no, this is our government. It's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And Christians need to get involved. And you guys, you guys came because you are getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, and it matters. Are you encouraged by what you see happening?
1: I'm so encouraged. Uh, I was looking around at the room last night. There was a couple thousand
0: people in there. Absolutely. And Melissa tricked me. She invited me and said, "Hey, we're gonna meet." I had an awesome opportunity to meet with General Flynn, which was—I mean, you were there for I, that. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so exciting and encouraging to talk to him about the election and, and where we go from here, and the importance of people getting off the bench. He even gave me election strategy, which is really <laughs> fun—you know, campaign <laughs> strategy. Know thinking, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. I mean, who just advised you on your campaign? Oh, general plan is no big deal. Right. So we're sitting in the green room and I thought kind of that that's what I was here to do is just kind of make some connections and talk to people about what's happening in my neck of the woods. Turned out that there were, you know, I thought there might be 125 people here. Oh, no. You know, 2000 people. And these are farmers and teachers and pharmacists and doctors and, you know, construction workers and they love the country. And they're saying a year and a half out of a primary, they're saying we're going to get involved because if we lose the elections in 2022, we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble.
1: I think sitting in the audience, I was so encouraged to be with all of those people. Um, The speakers that got up, I loved hearing their message. Limited government, Christian conservatives, they They are people who are successful and don't want to be in government but feel called to serve. That's what I'm listening for now. Um, I don't really care what the party platform is, but there's certain things that I want to hear from candidates. um, And I don't want to hear that you want to be a politician. I want to hear that you're called from God to do this. But from my spot in the in the auditorium. I was so excited because I'm sitting next to one of our city councilmen that got elected. I love it. How awesome is that? Just an everyday person and all the things that they were saying, you know, school boards elections, city
0: councils are important. We're doing it in Enid and you can do it too. Yeah, it's so exciting. And you guys are making a huge difference there. Emily, it's just been a joy to talk to you today. I'm hoping that you can come back tomorrow. I really want to talk about why it's so important that we know the Constitution. You and I were talking about the fact that we are a federal system right here. We're a republic and not a democracy. I've gone uh, over and over this on the podcast almost ad nauseum, but I'm believing now people can, I'm. Mean, we're going to continue talking about it because it matters. Would you come back tomorrow? I'd love to have you back.
1: I would love it. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. For more information on Emily Laddick and what she's doing, you guys need to check it out, greatamericanstudies.com. I'm here looking at her website right now, and uh, it's amazing, you guys. This is broken down into bite-sized pieces. And honestly, if you think about it, you don't have to have a student that needs to learn this. Parents need to learn this. Citizens need to know this. We need to understand our system of government, how it works, what's the history, because if we don't understand our history, we're not going to understand why it is worth defending and why it is so important. So check it out, greatamericanstudies.com. Thanks for listening today, everybody. As always, we love it if you leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and for my books anywhere that books are sold. And remember, we are starting right now with a brand new study over at Momstrong International. And you guys are going to love it. We're going to do beautiful lies with Jennifer Strickland, talking about the lies of the culture and how we can see ourselves through the lens of God's word and how much He loves us. This is going to be a study you are not going to want to miss. Today is the first day of the scripture writing challenge, and you can sign up to begin that study with us which begins next Monday at momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.